dolphins and jags. What a drag! Welcome, football fans, to episode 60 of the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, how was your week, buddy? 60? What the hell? Um, great. It was, uh, it was, it was great. I mean, uh, it's, it's hard to com- complain about anything going on. Uh, hey, let's talk about personal first. Halloween. Yeah. What a joy. Man. You know? Um, just having the time of my life. Uh, little bit, little bit stressful sometimes, though, to take the group photos that we get. Um, because our kids not into it, but, um, and it's like just the timing, like one kid will be in a good place, like happy. And then the other one will be like waking up from a nap, um, or tired or whatever. Anyway, uh, you know, I had, I had overall though, still a good time when trick or treating, um, just what a joy, you know, first time. Yeah. Um, I know you've been. Uh, a couple of years now. Yeah, last uh, year was but our this was first. actually the first time that we, yeah, yeah, this was our first, and uh, it's uh, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, we both live in pretty pretty prime neighborhoods for the trick or treating. It's uh, you know not heavily car trafficked, uh, kind of enclosed neighborhood. So uh, great time. She made out like a bandit, which also means I made out like a bandit. Uh, yeah. Man, holidays just hit different yeah, with the kids. She was like <laughs> so excited just running around the house. She was so excited to get started. Um it's like the the day uh, oh, like all day long. She was just hyped up and it was it's just so much fun. They bring so much joy. How was your um your uh, dinner party? Boy, did yeah, just I forgot about that one. What a busy week. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, your your wife and kid were here. Went to the Micanopy Fall Festival, which sucked. Yeah, I'd rather so crowded. I'd I'd rather never um, be alive. I'd rather kill myself than go. Like to I'm okay. I am okay with festivals, just in terms of just being able to walk around. But like it was so, it was not enjoyable. So crowded, uh, and um, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, Murder Mystery Party was a success. Um, you know. It was a success. I don't know what else to say. Um, you would have hated it. And uh, <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's important to know yourself. And I know that that yeah. would have been of my literal nightmare. Uh, Ellie and Elliot, cute. Yeah. Two cute kids playing, playing all the time now. Best friends. Biffles forever. Hopefully <laughs> husband and wife and we can finally make this Hill Thompson <laughs> union complete. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying. Um you know, just divorce and just you and me go, you know, he but seems more I, I'm getting to push back. In my wife, <laughs> your son seems more interested in my wife, but you know, that's neither here nor there. What you drinking? You missed my uh, marriage pledge to you, but it's fine. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always ready. Yeah. I'm drinking danger beach. Yeah. How do you like that one? Oh, it, it's fine. Do you, do you like the other one better? 
I don't remember now which one was which. I like the one that you like better as better as well. Yeah, the voodoo <laughs> vice. Yeah, I am yes, drinking. Yes, I like that. Oh, gosh, I'm gonna break my wrist. It's on two sides of the can, by the way. Juice Force, Voodoo Ranger, man, Voodoo Ranger, sponsor us. Um, I saw a Voodoo Ranger commercial. What? Granted, I don't watch a lot of commercials, but I saw a Voodoo Ranger commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, it must have been while I was watching football because I don't watch live TV otherwise. Um, and uh, kind of threw me a, threw me threw me for a loop. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, sorry, I was looking at what day it was because tomorrow's the the new day for Bogos for Publix, and this oh. last week, Voodoo Ranger uh, was, Bogo? was Bogo. I've never seen Holy beer. Holy get one in my life. Uh, there's a new one. There's also another another new one. I did not. I was not able to purchase because it was not available at Publix when I went to go get it. Can't wait to try it. Okay. Uh, before we get into the news, guess what, Casey? We got an iTunes freaking review, baby. Do we really? Yeah. So I can't actually check that because I check it. I, I don't. Need, I would. I, I would have to like create an account. I, like how, I don't even know how that works. as an Android. I downloaded uh, it on Android my, user uh, on my computer. Okay. Um. So we got a new. We got a new uh, rating and a review on iTunes. And with that said, please give us our your rating and review. That's going to be the best way to help support us and our growing podcast. We are up to seven now. I'd love to see that doubled to 14 by the end of the year. So I'm going to do, as we promise, read it right up here, up top. Title is. Well, this is, we're, we're like, uh, what, 10 minutes in? But you're doing a great Title job. Title is, would have wrote this sooner, just got an iPhone. Bye, super, okay. super fan okay. Bert. This pod feels like oh, therapy. I know you got an iPhone. This pod Congrats. feels like therapy for a <laughs> Dolphins fan that goes between moments of euphoria and complete dread. I could listen to these two talk about anything. Feels like I'm sitting in on a combo with friends. Uh, thanks, Superfan Albert. As always, you are the Superfan. What a sweetheart. What an angel. Thanks for buying an iPhone just to review our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think, I think yeah, that, that is the only reason he chose yeah. iPhones. So that's, that. that's why he's Superfan Albert and the rest of are just normal fans. Um, all right, <laughs> let's get into it, baby. Trade deadline news. There was some movement. There was a lot of movement. Uh, including for our two favorite teams. Dolphins acquired Jeff Wilson for a 2023 fifth and Bradley Chubb for a 2025 fifth. Wait, did I do that? Yeah. Wait, what? And a 2025 fifth. Okay, so the Dolphins got Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth from the Broncos for a 2023 first, a 2024 fourth, and Chase Edmonds. Hell talk yeah, bro. To us at it today. It's time to talk Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Like, we're making a run. And, uh, you know, we're, we're filling holes. Uh, I guess let's talk There's the a small one the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My pronoun is got a chub, and <laughs> we're filling some holes. Yowza. <laughs> um, so, I, I, uh, let's talk about Wilson first. I, um, texted you on sunday shoot Edmonds into the moon yeah. to the moon sorry um into it even you know straight into and we, it. We, we shot we, we shot him to the highest place i guess in probably north america which is denver <laughs> um but uh i think it is maybe uh but I, I i think you know as much as the art the running back is not the most valuable it is in our offense 
and Chase Edmonds was getting valuable touches, and he was so bad. Uh, he was the worst in the league in terms of differential between um, expected yards per carry and actual yards per carry. And so, you know, you, you, <laughs> that just won't do um, if you're going to try to make a run. So, vast improvement between Chase Edmonds and Jeff Wilson. Very excited. Just we just we just stole the 49ers backfield, <laughs> and we're just like we'll we'll take them. If you're gonna take C Mac, we'll, we'll we'll take the 49 We'll take whoever he else got. Um, and you know I I think you know that's very exciting because um, Wilson is a bit more of a power guy, but he can also catch the ball, which is something that Edmonds um, lacked the ability to. Uh, led the league in drops. Uh, per opportunity and I I just am very excited by that switch I was asking for Kareem Hunt and I honestly like Jeff Wilson better especially for the value that you got for him a uh, real quick point of clarification highest point in the contiguous United States Mount Whitney um, 14,494 feet uh, it's uh, about city culminating summit of the Sevier Nevada in eastern California the peak is on the eastern border city? what's the highest city Okay. Yeah. Wow. You, okay. Here we you, go. You look at that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go into Chubbville, but you. You go ahead and you can look that up. So, with with Chubb, you know, I think a key to success in today's NFL is being able to rush four or five and get to the quarterback without having to scheme blitzes, without rushing six or more. I, I think if you can rush four or five, that leads to a successful defense. That's what the Buffalo Bills do, right? Um, and they are one of the top defenses in the NFL, and most top defenses do that. Uh, you think Rams, you think guys that just have teams that just have premier names on the line, um, and that's the key to, to getting, uh, you know, pressure without having to send more guys you need to. And it is a way to compensate for the loss in coverage as well. You know, because we're down basically cornerbacks two through four now, uh, it helps that we can rely on multiple safeties with linebackers to help in coverage by only having to rush four or five. Bradley Chubb has been phenomenal this year. Um, he is just going to add to our room of, I mean, I, I, I think we probably have the best edge rushing room in the league um, overall. It's hard to beat Phillips, Ogba, Ingram, and Chubb. Um, I mean, that that's pretty crazy to have four guys that you can roll out there like that. And that's just defensive ends and edge, you know. We're not even talking about Wilkins and Sealer and, you know, Jones, who are just heading up that defensive tackle uh, position. I mean, it's, it's quite nice to have a line like we have right now. And, uh, you know, Bradley Chubb is a, it is a phenomenal addition and you know is going to be probably better than any edge rusher ed rusher you're going to get at the end of the first so if you extend him you know it's it, you know, honestly fuck them picks because yeah. it's a goddamn dice roll 
it, even in the first, especially in the late first, it gets it gets to a dice roll. We are seeing Trayvon Walker. We are seeing Hutch. We're trying to make a run now. What's going to help if we get a rookie edge rusher next year, especially late in the first? You know what I mean? Right. The, those guys don't are less likely to make an impact. Um, and Bradley Chubb can make an impact now. Same thing, same way that Tyree Kill is making an impact now. You know, trade the first if you're going to make a run. That's what the Rams did last year. And it could ch- cut your window shorter if you don't know how to manage it. I think I think we do still have a balance of young talent. I mean, Bradley Chubb is on his rookie deal. It's not like we're talking um, he's old. He's got years left. Jalen Phillips has years left. We just re-signed Ogba. Um, you know, that, those three guys will be in our, our edge room for probably three to four years at least. So, you know, we, we have a good window here. So let's let's make a run. To some Super Bowls. I think this week, today actually, the the team kind of. I'm just gonna go on a monologue here. I hope Apparently, you have your answer yeah. by the time we. I do. I do. I've had a <laughs> the highest five minutes speak. now. Okay. The team is committed. Finally, out in the open. Here it is. Two is our quarterback. And I, I think these moves um, show that. But they actually spoke the words, uh, which is also nice to hear because that's just been fucking fiddling around you know twiddling our thumbs about is this the guy or not for multiple years and i think tua has shown that he can't be the guy so let's let's make a run you know i have nothing to say because you've literally said it all um <laughs> top five city slash towns in yeah. the united states the top five all in colorado um okay four of them are above ten thousand feet alma montezuma Leadville, Blue River, and then you get to 9,000 feet, and then you got Fair Play, and then finally, uh, you got Brian. Oh wow, Brian Head, Utah. I almost said Brain Dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I, Jeff Wilson, obviously an upgrade over Chase Edmonds. Um, if you're gonna upgrade a player, you're gonna have to spend in some way, shape, or form. Fifth round pick for uh, a, a guy who is significantly better than what Chase Edmonds has been outputting is going to only make your running backs better. And Bradley Chubb, um, even though he's oft injured when he does play, he's a fantastic player, and uh, he'll fit right in. Um, After Melvin Ingram kind of got off to a hot start, it's been kind of fizzling out ever since. And it's definitely, like you were saying, you know, you can win two different ways. You You can either win in coverage and get coverage sacks, or you can get you can get pressure with a front seven and make it easier on your team to cover. And with the way your corners are going, it's definitely uh, you've you've chosen to get get the front seven set, get some more pressure on the quarterback that way, and lighten it up on your corners because it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better um, this off season and potentially next. Um, and it's kind of the market too, right? right. The the edge rusher market was just better at the cornerback and safety market, um, and so. You know, do you go for William Jackson the third, or do you go for Bradley Chubb? Right. Um, so okay, moving on. Oh, by the way, uh, grade for the great grade for the Dolphins A plus. Nailed A plus plus nailed it. <laughs> uh, okay. Jags acquired Calvin Ridley for a complex series of conditional picks. First pick is uh, a twenty twenty three sixth. Unless he is reinstated by February 15th of 2023, then it becomes a fifth. Then the next pick in 2024 
if Ridley makes the team, it's a fourth. There's certain playing milestones that would bring it to a third. And if he signs a contract extension, he will be getting a second. Um, listen, I thought the day was over. I thought Jags were doing nothing. Mia O'Brien sends out a tweet that was essentially, you know, there's a deal that's about to happen that's going to make a lot of people happy. And she is 100% correct. This is pretty much the exact player that this offense is missing to be able to function as a NFL level offense. They do not have an outside wide receiver. You look at every single one of the teams that is in the top of the league. They all have a dude on the outside. Every single one of them. You can't find one team other than I guess the giants who a lot of people, you know, look at their record and they're like, this is a little shaky. I don't know if I a hundred percent believe in it. Um, but the rest of the teams all across the board, outside guy who can just flat out win on one-on-one coverage, take the man deep. This is what the team needed. It's only going to help Kirk. It's only going to help ETN, and it's especially going to help Trevor having a guy on the outside. I'll give you like 10 more minutes. I don't need it. <laughs> Call means the same. Okay. <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, so <laughs> I uh, love the trade. I I think that um, it is absolutely what you needed. Um, you know, there is some of a, hey, we're going to play for it next year, you know, um, because yeah. he's coming back next year. Um, and so you're, you're, you are not necessarily throwing away, but it is another year where um, you're basically admitting you don't have that wide receiver that you should have had this year, right? Um, it wouldn't it be nice if you already had Pickens, um, type of thing. Yeah, but damage has been done. <laughs> but you know, you fill the hole where where it's at, and that's that's Ridley, and it, it won't, uh, you know, help your team this year, which it could be for the betterment of your team because mm-hmm. your team is not good, yeah, you still have your and team. so potential, right? Potentially, that first could be very high up. Um, because your team is not improving this year uh, via the trade deadline. And so, you know, who knows? I think that you still have one more move to make before the next season. And this is to really just make sure you're giving Trevor the best chance to succeed in Jacksonville. And that is bringing in another wide receiver. Yeah. That is at least has a ceiling of somewhere where Calvin Ridley can be. Um, if it's a rookie, if it, the free agent market sucks for wide receivers, DJ Chark might be available in free agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sucks, right? It, it, you're looking at Smith Schuster and Lazard and Chark. Like, I mean, it, the, the guys that are going to be available this offseason for wide receivers is not great. So it's probably more likely going to be the draft. You need to draft a first-round wide receiver. Yeah. And it could be a trade back because you could be so high up that it wouldn't really make sense. But you need to draft a top uh, three guy at, at the wide receiver position in the first round for multiple reasons. One, you're talking about a guy that before the gambling happened was taking time off from football because of mental health. Yeah, well, you you do not want to put the pressure. You do not. Well, don't you. 
speak so fucking mightily about the Jacksonville Jaguars, sir. Um, you do not want to uh, put that much pressure on this guy and be like, you got to be at a wide receiver one and save Trevor Lawrence's career. Yeah. You know, give give another guy to that wide receiver room. Yeah. Um, and that will not only relieve the pressure on Ridley, but will, of course, also give Lawrence one more weapon because we talked about it today in this context of fantasy, but who is your wide receiver three? Should that be a wide receiver three in a, in, in a team that's success, yeah. successful? Zay Jones, are you kidding me? No, that's not the that should that Zay Jones's peak ceiling is wide receiver four. You need one more guy that can round out that top three. Do what teams are doing to build around their quarterback. What they did for Josh Allen, what they finally did for Tua. You got to give Trevor the best chance to succeed. One more wide receiver. Please. Yeah, I, um, I have. I have that. That's necessary. I have two guys I really like. Um, I like Quentin Johnson from TCU, in the earlier part of the first round. Then I like Butte uh, near the end of the first. Would you not take uh, JSN? I like JSN. I do think that he's like a better version of Christian Kirk. So I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm big on the building of a basketball team in your wide receiver room. And that's another thing that's a problem with the Jags right now. They have, uh, like, three guys who are essentially do the same thing. Like, you could be a number one in any position, but you need to have that diverse team. You don't want uh, three power forwards. You don't want three centers. You want different different styles. And that's another reason why I like this Ridley trade is that it helps Kirk. Kirk. He's so different. Put Kirk in the right position, mm-hmm. um, which is not at the X. Uh, it's the same thing the Eagles did. You have to build around your quarterback, and you have to have the right guys at the right positions in the wide receiver room. Because if they're out of place, you can tell. You can tell that, you know, and it hurts. It hurts the whole offense down the whole line. Um, And you got to hope that this is not the last thing you do for this offense. Because there are one or two more moves you need to make. Wide receiver is one of them. I would think an offensive lineman is another. And, you know, maybe... Uh, will definitely improve at RB two, but I, 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 but even so, I, I think that this is a step in the right direction. We'll move on from here. Um, final thought: A gentleman on Twitter today said, uh, "Paying for a cheeseburger tomorrow today." I don't know about this. My response to him was, "You are paying a McDouble price today for a Kobe beef burger tomorrow. I'll take that any day of the week." Yeah, you got to realize who Calvin Ridley is mm-hmm. and who ha- who he has been with Matt shitty ass Ryan. Yep. So, um, you know, imagine him with Trevor. Week eight recap: <clears throat> Broncos stampeded Jags twenty-one seventeen. Stop. Let's not even recap Jags games anymore. Let's just move to twenty twenty-three <laughs> for the Jags with Calvin Ridley. Every, every recap will be imagine <laughs> if you had Calvin Ridley on this team. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before, Casey. Uh, the Jags jumped out to a two-score lead only to lose due to offensive key offensive mistakes and defense not being able to make a stop when it counted. Yeah. One hey, last thing. Uh, Trevor had the ball within with two minutes left yeah. <laughs> to take the lead. But had scored and shouldn't have even had to have been in the position with two minutes left to have to win the game because all the defense had to do was just stop Russell Wilson a measly one singular time and couldn't. Bizarre, bizarre again. I I don't really know. It's these these games are just so like um, you know what's gonna happen. Hard to watch. The script has been written. Uh, yeah. Um, 
doing so well in the first quarter, dominating. Mm-hmm. And you leave points on the board, and it comes back to bite you. You know, um, you, you got to just – your defense is, you know, missing a lot of key players yep. um, to be a NFL defense that can contend. And it, it shows against the Russell Wilson-led Broncos where they suck. Uh, they shouldn't score over 20 points um, against anyone. And this might be the first time they did the entire season. And so – Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the case because I think we – we spoke about it in terms of the under, which um, came in barely. Um, but I, I think it's just it's so frustrating to watch. And, of course, another game where – well, the worst part, of course, is that it was the only game on. So there's even more spotlight on Trevor. And you get that national media stuff. And we, we've been over this again. Like, when he's bad, it's all over the place. When he's good, it's, it's moot because – you guys blew blow it on defense, and it's like, oh, he was great in a loss. Who cares? Yep. You know? And, and so that's what happened with the last couple games against the Colts and Giants. Um, this game definitely was more errors, unfortunately, and in a, in a prime time. Well, not really prime time, but a um, only game type type spot where there's more spotlight on, on Trevor. Yeah, so the, the two biggest critical errors in the game um, – we got to take that sprint right pass play on the one yard line out of the out of the playbook. There's no. I've watched it again a couple of times today. Um, there's just the the play in which Trevor threw the goal line interception, very reminiscent of the same thing that he did against the Texans. There's no play action in the play. <coughs> Excuse me. They just run out to the right. They shrink the field in a already condensed area to one part of the field, one tiny little corner in which he can throw it in. And, there's again, there's no play action. There's no trying to get guys flowing one way and going the other way. It's just everything's going one direction. It puts it into this tiny little box. And, <coughs> golly, and for whatever reason, Trevor can't get it in his head that it's first down. We got three more downs, two of which to score a touchdown, one to kick a field goal. We go up, you know, double-digit points. We go up we go up 14. This game's over. And for whatever reason, he can't get it through his head. Stop running that play. You don't have to stop throwing it on the goal line, but stop running a play in which you're, you're putting him into a box and forcing it into this small little area because you know he's going to want to try and fit it into the window. He's going to want to score this team points. Second error, and this is the reason why I feel like Trevor does do this kind of thing, is in the gotta-have-it drive, Trey Herndon gets absolutely fucking smoked. There's no reason Trey Her- slow-ass Trey Herndon, middle name, slow-ass, um, should be up pressing somebody on the line playing man what are you doing you have a single high safety you're pressing a guy in man coverage who is significantly faster than you burned 40 yard play they're already in range to be able to kick a field goal absolutely yeah uh so the first on the first note i mean it's just kind of like 
I I think another problem there I just I, I have some problems with this coaching staff and the ways they've been they've been calling these games. Um, it seems like they are not have they have yet to master um, the best way to call games for Trevor Lawrence and it. Unfortunately, something that I saw with Tua for multiple years, and I think has finally been solved. Um, it's not just talent; it's the way you call a game, and you are giving Trevor honestly too much. It, it, he is—he has shown he has an issue with decision making in the red zone, especially, right. and so therefore, you're talking quick passes. You know, don't don't make it to where he's rolling out and the play's extended because that's going to make him more likely to make those mistakes. Either it's a run, it's a it's an option run, or it's a quick pass. Yeah, you have a, you, you know, have you're, a running back right now who's currently in the top five. Well, that, that's of a whole different thing. Yards sure. over expected. So I if you're on run the run, ETN three times honestly would be a better. Yeah, yeah. I'd run ETN three times into the into the line. And make make them make them bring down that guy, sure. or make them fill the holes. I don't even necessarily like a pitch on the goal line, but I'll run a pitch with Etn. I don't care. Give him the ball in space and let him make a guy miss because he has shown this year that he's going to do it. Like every single time, he's going to make a dude miss. He's going to carry a guy an extra yard or two. Stop putting so much on the plate of Trevor. And I understand that you know you're talking about the number one draft pick. This is a guy who should have a lot on his plate. But if your defense is showing that they can't it close out matter. games, it doesn't matter. He's going to put it on we his know. own shoulders and make mistakes like the one that he made this last week. Stop doing it. We have seen talented players. We see it right now with Justin Herbert, who it's the coaching, it's the right. way games are being called that's hurting the player. We know Justin Herbert's more talented than, this, than the, how the Chargers are performing. Um, and they just are refusing to call the game uh, to his strengths. And, you know, so it, it just it doesn't matter how high you were drafted. Justin Herbert was yeah. fifth. You know, Tua was third. It doesn't matter it because you have to coach to their strengths. Not every quarterback is perfect. Right. Even Patrick Mahomes, even Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen against the Packers making those mistakes, throwing a pick in the end zone when he shouldn't have. You know, like with a big lead. It's it's every quarterback, even the ones that are you would definitely say are one and two in the league, are are not flawless. Um, and so you give them more leeway, sure, but they've been in the league longer. You gotta let the player develop and not just let them loose at the beginning. Not let them just completely control the offense right away um and you know the weaknesses now trevor right i I mean so cater to it i will say in slight defense of the coaching staff i i do believe that you're right but i i at least in slight defense where we're only eight games in right and he's done it he's made some bad decisions but he's thrown you know two goal line interceptions this is the second one and later on in the game they did in fact go to running the ball um, when they got into a goal goal to go situation, they did run ETN after that in this game, but you know it it was too little, too late. Um, hopefully, not only is Trevor growing, but this this offensive staff is growing with him, and 
Uh, Trevor will finally get some continuity since he left college, and all of these guys will stay around, and we'll hopefully see them be able to grow in what you're talking about. You know, I know that it's you know Tua's first year with McDaniel, but he's also got Tyreek and Waddle, which the guys on on the Jags team can't even sniff those dudes' jock straps. Um, so let's get into that one. Um, Dolphins tame Lions, thirty-one twenty-seven. After a high-scoring first half, Dolphins hold Lions to three drives and zero points in the second half. Yeah, uh, tail two halves in this one. Uh, you know, we were, we were joking that the final score would be, you know, 197 at yeah. the end um, because it just seemed like it was just a fucking slugfest. Um, and, you know, for some reason, we played to the team that the, the talent level of the team that we're facing that week, which is very frustrating yeah. as, as a fan. That's a Steelers um, thing. Because I just, I just want a GD blowout for once. And I think, honestly, this is one of the better weeks coming up that we have a chance at a blowout. But I think that <clears throat> the problem with the Lions is that they do have a good offense. Yeah. You know, in terms of, like, <clears throat> besides their quarterback, uh, they have a fantastic offensive line. They have amazing skill players, um, so it it, it it is tough to hold them. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know who. I mean, I assume it's Boyer. Whoever made the adjustment in the second half. I mean, props to them because to allow that many points in the first half. I mean, we could not stop anything. To what we did in the second half, it was just it was phenomenal. Um, it was what we needed. I mean, again, a team that can't, we, you know, we came back and won. I mean, it's just, you can't fault this offense, and I really never thought that this game was over. It was frustrating to watch from the defensive side. Um, but, you know, besides the fumble and where we probably would end up scoring a touchdown and the punt due to the Chase Edmonds, you know, killing our drive, um, we, God, so we were scoring. Yeah, we were scoring at will with ease. Tua was on fire. Yeah, uh, I mean he was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, despite despite the penalties, which also McDaniel's caught or McDaniel oh, caught on so good. on the sideline. Gotta line, love that. Looking at, I don't know who he was looking at, but caught mouthing were easy to lip read. Bro, get that fucking fixed. Love that. Ten out of ten. I mean that's what. But I mean it's true though. Like yeah. it's. It, so I, many pre-snap penalties in the first half of this game. It's so it was so frustrating because like neutral zone infractions. Like my motherfuckers, look at the ball. It's just a step yeah. back. You got to be behind the ball. That's it. Like it, it was it was like four of those. You know. And I understand we had a few illegal shifts, illegal motions, whatever on offense too. And it was just like these are like basic penalties that are super avoidable. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that is that was very frustrating as well. Those those the amount of flags that were thrown in this game was astronomical, and it's been kind of rough, honestly, for the past few weeks. Um, but uh, you know, it it is a fun offense to watch, and it just got better. Yeah, and that and that motion stuff is such a key fundamental aspect of um, the Shanahan tree, um, which you guys run. So it's it's a fundamental thing that you have to be able to do. You cannot be taking penalties because you can't get the motion down right because the motion is one of the most important things for this offense. It's window dressing a lot of times, 
but it also helps the quarterback be able to read if you're in man or you're in zone. It gets people into positions to be able to block, be able to get on get on a route faster, get open quicker. You got to be able to hit it. Anything else for this game? Um, no. Be great to have an, another guy pressuring. Didn't feel like there was enough pressure on Goff this week. If you had Bradley Chubb, to be fair, they have a they have a phenomenal offensive line. Explosive. Yeah. All right. Week nine preview. Raiders at Jaguars. Uh, one o'clock kick. Uh, Jags are a one and a half point underdog. My key offensive matchup: uh, Jags red zone offense versus Raiders D. Uh, Raiders D outside of Max Crosby is not very special. Um, the Jags should be able to do most what they do most games, uh, generate yardage. But Jags sit currently 24th in red zone touchdown efficiency. Last week they were 28th in the league. Uh, Trevor has to stop making critical errors on first and goal like we were talking about. Uh, live to play another down. Um, have you considered running the ball? Yeah, um, I don't know what's going on with this Raiders team, but um, it uh, hasn't been good. Yeah, their and defense is pretty poor I, all around, honestly. So, like I was saying, yeah. you're going to be able to generate yards. Uh, maybe just try to not, maybe try and score before you get into the red zone. That I sent you that as well on their first touchdown to Evan Ingram. They were on the 22. It's like maybe just score before you get into the red zone. You won't have the red zone yeah. issues. Once you hit the 30-yard line, just three deep bombs and you <laughs> kick the field goal. <laughs> field goal. Yeah, 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 you don't have yeah. to worry about a pick. Uh, yeah, but no, I, 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 um, I agree. It, it, it needs to be just smarter play calling all around. Um, but rely on ETN more. I, I don't you know, know how re- much. I, I guess in the red zone on that one play. But I mean, they ran the ball yeah, twenty-five sure. times like that. Run the offense through him. That's the most that they've run the ball. Twenty-five times in the NFL right now is a lot for one guy to carry the ball. Other not than, enough. Other than um, <laughs> how many yards did he have? Other than Henry, hundred fifty-six. I think one hundred fifty-six yeah. on the ground. Yeah. On the ground alone, Baxter Hill. Like I mean, that's that's nuts. I'm with you. It's just twenty-four is against a lot. against one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. I mean, some There's, people knew I mean, it was coming. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't care if it's fifty. Like, what, whatever, dude. Like, I mean, you, you have to play to your strengths a little bit. Sure. I understand you're trying to develop Trevor, but I mean, good God. I mean, and agree with you. If it, if you are at a point ever, anytime, first and goal, I need to see two run plays. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, you can throw on third and goal. That's I generally fine. hate run, run first pass. and goal, and second goal. Don't care. I don't care. Nope. And you can do whatever you want with Etn, um, and or it could be Trevor, or you can do some sort of end around with Hasey. I don't give a shit. Just run the ball twice mm. and then throw it once. Yeah. Um, and a and a low risk throw. Like again, another play I generally hate in the red zone on third down is the fade. I hate that play. It bothers me to no end. It's so low percentage. It does. Just but just do it. Like it, if you hit one and it gets Trevor some confidence versus throwing a pick whatever. But once you get Anything into the different. red zone, I mean, you guys suck in the red ETN. zone. Like whatever, ETN. Who, you ETN. know, who cares? 
Yeah. Who cares? Um, yeah. I, <clears throat> I mean, you almost got to a level, you know, we, we, we made two bear bets, right? One that you would have over 335 yards total mm-hmm. on offense and one where Etienne would have his I don't career high one twenty one. He was at one twenty, uh, or he was at one nineteen, and I think I said one twenty, which would have been his career high versus the Broncos. And um, you know the Bron- again Broncos good defense, and you almost topped that uh, number, which was over the average of the Broncos Correct. that the Broncos give on on defense and yardage. So the Raiders defense obviously much worse. I mean, this is where you can definitely get 400 yards. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be they're gonna be pushing the ball down the field. It's just when it gets to that crucial point, you get into the red zone, call plays smartly, use ETN, use Trevor sparingly until he's able to build up his confidence, and or you get a guy who is going to be able to win immediately off of the line. Uh, defensively. I'm looking at Jags pass rush. It's same exact thing as last week. Jags pass rush, which is currently 15th versus Raiders pass block. Um, Joey Bosa once told us that the key to beating Carr was to hit him a couple of times. Um, that's largely been proven to be true. Uh, Jags are still top 10 in pressure rate, but 25th in total sacks. Uh, same exact thing as last game, only it's a little bit easier to get Carr down than Russell Wilson. You've got to convert some of these pressures into sacks. And we saw it in the first half of uh, of last week, which was holding holding the the Broncos back from being able to score points. You got to do it for the whole game. I don't know how much the Raiders Saints game was on television uh, <coughs> on Red Zone, I should say. Not much, uh, but I feel like I watched five seconds of the game. Yeah. I have no idea how they only scored zero points, um, but that is zero goes with touchdown efficiency in the red zone. That helps. And I know, th- I'm pretty sure they were on the Saints side of the field for the first time super late in that game, um, and which is just boggling, mind-boggling to me because Josh Jacobs uh, has been incredible this year. So, you know, I don't know, I don't know what was happening that that was just not successful, um, and so I can't really speak to that. Saw but, of this game, uh, right? I saw like highlights uh, of Kamara. So it's just your defense sucks them. Um, so you're gonna allow some points here. It's unfortunate <laughs> they don't suck. They just suck when it matters. They go large swaths. Tyson Campbell has been playing very well. They were holding the Broncos in like their first like four drives to like three yards. Sure, 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 sure. Um, again, Broncos score the most pound points out of the year. This one in in, um, the, in, you, in, a, in and around the end of the first half. And in and around the end of the game, and you uh, allow the most points out of the year to the Colts, who just fired their OC. Yeah, that was rough. I mean, it, I, it, um, I understand you had you've had some good games, sure, from your defense against like Houston or whatever, but um, point wise, I should say. But I, it, they're they're definitely bottom half of the, the league, right? Uh, compared to the Saints' defense, which is definitely uh, top half of the league, and I, I think. You are just you're going to allow some points. You have to hope that your offense can win the time of possession battle. Um, I think that would be nice. Yeah. Um, and you know, have long sustained drives. I'm thinking just end the game 
with like a six minute drive. Um, you know, problem solved right there. They did that against the Giants, <laughs> and then the Giants scored two minutes. Yeah. Um, well, then, and, well, yeah, and then you almost scored. But I, I think, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, it's so tough. You got to assume Campbell's on Devontae Adams. They said um, that they're going to start using um, Tyson Campbell more as a follow the number one receiver and he's been phenomenal um to your point you know josh allen has has done you know relatively good been relatively good um it's not like you don't have playmakers um or good good players on that defense just as a whole you know it's just it's it's been a frustrating team to watch um or unit to watch and uh you know you would think this offense is built to score points they have a lot of playmakers uh, but I would leave it in Carr's hands because I don't think he's the guy. I think this year it's yeah. proven that you get, you gave this man so much, um, on the offensive side of the ball and Next he year is flattered quarterback. Yeah, there you go. So leave it, you know, put it in his, in his, in his hands, stifle Jacobs and go from there. Give me that pick him. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> you want mine? Jags lose one score game, end of the game, uh, 27-24. Yeah. Concur. Exactly the same. All right. Dolphins at no, Bears. Wait. Raiders 28, Jags 24, because I do think they will have to make it where Trevor will have to score a touchdown. Mm. Game. Well, they won't make it easy on Trevor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Dolphins at Bears, one o'clock kick. Uh, Bears at home, a five-point underdog. Scott. Yeah, so this is one of your good old no injuries, no mistakes. Walk away with a win and then move on to next week. Um, I I think that as they are situated now, the Bears are, you know, probably. around the same caliber as the Lions, um, except except that you know, I I just I don't know. It's 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 tough to I don't know what impact Clay Claypool's no. gonna have this week. I can't imagine. You're not gonna come in. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. Don't want. Don't yeah. Want to I to, on on in any event on the on the positive side, you know. The Lions rely more on their pass game, and that I think that was the problem, right? For us, is that that's our weakness. Um, we just don't we just don't have the the defensive backroom for that. On for the Bears, definitely rely on the run game, and we are uh, still very good against the run. And um, you know, if we can cipher the run, then that the game over. Uh, so I I think that's. It's really there's Bears and Lions are similar in the quality of team, but it's actually the the, the way those teams are offensively that is actually this makes it me feel even better again for this game than I did against the Lions. That makes sense. Adding Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson, two players who it's v- going to be very very easy 
for the Dolphins to add in immediately. One, Jeff Wilson understands the scheme. He played for the 49ers. He's coming and playing for Mike McDaniel. He should be able to fit in and play seamlessly. Bradley Chubb, playing the edge, you're rushing the passer. There's not... It, it's it's not that complicated of a position. You line up here, you beat this guy, you hit the quarterback. The Bears traded away two of their best defensive pieces and then added yeah. a wide receiver who it's going to take a couple of weeks for him to be able to come online. You're catching the Bears sure. at the best possible time. Their defense is going to be terrible. Chase Claypool yeah. is not going to be ready. And the Dolphins TikTok. found two spots where they needed to improve are able to get instant improvement. We don't even need to talk anymore about this game. This is this game is going to be one of those games that's over at halftime. Dolphins are cruising. Tua's sitting on the bench. Skyler's getting some practice reps in the fourth quarter. Please, give me a goddamn blowout, Dolphins. Yeah. This is it. I mean, we have we have reached it. I can understand why the Lions game is close. There is no reason why this game should be close. No. Um, the Bears are done with the season. I don't I, with the, even with the addition of Claypool. Um, that's just for that is for the future. I mean, he's gonna they be yeah, have, he's gonna be able to run you know like you know a couple of routes. Like, not gonna know the playbook by the time it's game. <laughs> yeah, I, I I understand I understand what you're saying. Um, uh, and I, again, it's going to be a heavy uh, run game again with with this team. And Justin Fields has been incredible these past few weeks, and he's starting to become the quarterback that we thought he was coming out of college at least you and i um and so i'm excited to watch him i i am excited to, i'm more excited honestly to watch this game because i just i've always liked justin fields as a prospect so it's, it's nice to see him now coming into his own um but i'm looking for a few picks here <laughs> and uh, maybe a fumble or two you know there should be a lot of sacks to be had yeah let, let's 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 get let's get the sacks finally he's no you know? zach wilson let's, let's get throwing the ball up but let's let's i want i want chubby get a sack i want phillips get a sack I want turnovers. I just I want this to be a blowout. Yep. I don't want to stress this Sunday. Give me that pick'em. Thirty-five. Stop. Thirteen Dolphins. <laughs> so I wrote my pick'ems down this week before we started. Pick'em Dolphins roll, thirty-five to fourteen. Ooh, close. <laughs> All right, let's get into this game. This week we are playing buy, sell, or hold. Uh, we're at halfway point of the season. We're going to tell you guys what team stocks we are buying, selling, or holding on. Casey, give me your buy. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buying low, eh? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I, I look at this division. I understand what's happened so far. I just don't see it. I, 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 I don't see a situation where the Bucks aren't winning this division. Um, and I know they didn't make a lot of moves. At the trade deadline, uh, but it's it's just a matter of if you look at the four teams, they're all a game apart from each other. I mean, which team would you choose? Yeah, and the Bucks are at and, a uh, need to get healthy kind of point in their in, in their stage right now. I might I might surprisingly because I, I think that you were pretty high on them and I was not. I might actually honestly take the Saints, especially if they stick with Andy Dalton as their quarterback going forward. I like the Saints defense. The Bucks defense has definitely given me pause. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just don't. I mean, the Saints the Saints. I, I, 
you, you say that, but he, Andy, the same Andy Dalton that threw two pick sixes against a terrible yeah, Arizona I mean, Cardinals team. Yeah, one was a tip, and then the other one was terrible. But they lost against the Cardinals, which sure. is, the Cardinals are, are are not good. And the bottom line is that, I don't know, I, I, I'm i still going to rely or count on Tom Brady over anyone else. My bye team, um, my darling of the NFC, the 49ers, their current record is 4-4. Four and four. They are second in the, the division, and they currently have the seventh seed in the NFC playoff race. Um, of their nine remaining games, toughest on the schedule is the Dolphins. Rest is pretty easy. Uh, I feel like they should pretty easily sew up um, the NFC West by the end of the season. The Christian McCaffrey trade, uh, we saw what he's capable of being the first player since like 1980-something to throw a pass, catch a pass, and, and run a touchdown in a game. I, I have a lot of faith in this team. Love their defense. Love Shanahan's ability to coach a football team. They're gonna get it. They're they're gonna end up as as the number one in the NFC West. Let's do our hold. Let me hear it. Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Because they're gonna win the NFC West. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a buy, okay. I would think. I get. Well, maybe not. You're right. So. No, because the, I'm saying they're going to be at the current position that they're at right now, sure. which is a game over the 49ers. And uh, let's not let's not forget how bad the the Rams are when we look at this one game yeah, that the 49ers just had. Um, and so you know, I understand McCaffrey just came in, but the Chiefs took it to the 49ers. I I think that that was pretty much a home game for the 49ers. That fan. Uh, distribution was like 80% 49ers fans, which was nuts. Um, and that Rams defense is absolutely terrible against running backs. And so it was like it's just a recipe for disaster, honestly. Um, and there's no way that offense can keep up. I think the Seahawks have an even easier schedule than the 49ers do for the rest of the year. Their toughest game is probably the 49ers. <laughs> um, they do play the Chiefs. So it's probably, it's, it's probably the Chiefs. But you know, beside that, um, it's it's a lot of same interdivisional stuff and like Panthers, you know. Um, so with the one game lead, it, they just kind of have a little bit more of an advantage there. Um, and the uh, Seahawks, their game against the 49ers will be in Seattle, um, and. So I, I, I just I like where they're at. I still have concerns um, about Jimmy G and um, th- this offense. Yeah. Because um, I, I think if you, if you focus on Christian McCaffrey and you have a better run defense, um, there are teams that are going to be able to uh, stifle that 49ers yeah, offense. Yeah, I, I guess it's just also we haven't even gotten to see Debo in this team after Christian McCaffrey's been fully integrated. So you focus on Christian McCaffrey and Debo just absolutely destroys you. I, th- I think that this team is kind of built to be kind of a quarterback proof. So my whole team, Bengals record, Bengals, the record, currently 4-4. Four and four. Ninth in the AFC playoff seeding. Uh, B- Bengals have some clear deficiencies 
a coaching O-line, middle of the pack defense. This team has so much variance with Chase sidelines, and it's just it's somewhat difficult for me to read the road ahead for them. Like I just I just don't know. They they could end up you know in the playoffs. They could end up being a wild card. They could end up beating the Ravens and taking the AFC North, or they might be completely out of it. It's just there's so much variance with this team. I just don't I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just I had the Bengals minus three against the Browns because I thought easy money. You know, they 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 they're just yeah. a better team, but they got demolished, and um, we might have underestimated the importance of Jamar Chase in this offense. Um, just thinking that oh, you know, Higgins and Boyd are great; they'll just they'll just fill in. This offense will be fine. I mean, you know, um, there is something elite and special with Chase that. It, when it's gone, it, it does lead to just next man up. And if you have CB1 on, you know, Higgins or whatever, um, and CB2 on Boyd, you know, it just it leads to more issues because who's who's behind them? Um, and Mixon, you know, is good. But against this, uh, behind this offensive line, it's tough. Um, so I, I agree with that hold. I really don't know what to do with the Bengals. Um, I really don't know what to do with that seventh spot in the AFC because it just yeah. it seems like you know it, it will be a little bit up for grabs um, and it could be a number of teams that kind of sneak into the playoffs with that extra spot there um, but you know we'll see give me your um, sell team the J-E-T-S Jets 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 what a uh, because uh, Brees Hall was that offense. And I think that that is a significant loss for that team. And their wins that they have had were very situational. Were against teams that weren't as good as we had you know, thought. They, they played the Broncos, who are obviously trash. Even with or without Russell Wilson, they didn't have Russell Wilson. They played the Packers, who are not good. They played us on a third-string quarterback that was not prepared for the game. Uh, they had a miraculous comeback against a Browns team that is up and down, but relatively not great. Um, I don't remember what their fifth win was, but it's a team that is not as good as the record has shown, is behind a quarterback that is so bad. Zach Wilson is so bad. I think he is um, not meant for this league. I don't think he is the starting quarterback for this team this time next year. And beer bet to you, the Jets finish 500 or under. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, but I'm with you on this one. Unfortunately, the two teams I was waffling back and forth, both New York teams. Uh, spoiler alert. Damn you. Um, no, I'm not going to take that. Uh, we, I, I, surprise, surprise to everybody who's ever listened to this podcast. I got into it um, with, with a gentleman on Twitter about the difference between running back skill and the positional <laughs> value of running back. You're, you're going to pay for exceptional. And the Jets paid a second round running back. The pit took a second round pick for a running back who is exceptional. 
He is the engine of that offense. He was bringing them opportunities to win football games. He's no longer there. They replaced him with James Robinson. I love James Robinson, but James Robinson is the great value version of Brees Hall. Brees Hall is incredible. I loved watching him in college. You know it because I was constantly talking about Brees Hall last year coming into this draft. You cannot put a price on exceptional. Obviously, some different positions, the value changes, but Brees Hall is an exceptional running back. You're not going to be able to replace him this year. They are going to uh, circle the drain and lose a lot of football games because Zach Wilson is absolutely hot trash. My cell team, Giants. Record is currently 6-2. and two. They're sixth in the NFC race. Um, this, the Giants schedule isn't necessarily the reason I'm, I would be selling the Giants. It's that um, they've been punching above their weight class. Uh, they don't have reliable pass catchers. And their quarterback, like you betting them against them last week, something's eventually got to give their quarterback absolutely uh, being hidden by this team. I despise Daniel Jones, and um, I understand that your defense is bad. But you know, as I had told you during that game, before that game, that you know, I think that if you let him pass the ball, you'll win the game. And somehow, uh, the Giants beat you, and they beat a few other teams. Um, but I do think they have just been very lucky to have that type of record in close games, and I know it's due to coaching, but honestly, a lot of these games shouldn't be close with the Giants because they are, again, led by a quarterback that isn't good, and that's kind of the same reasoning that I had with the Jets in that you just have a guy that his faults have been hidden um, by, by the record, um, and I, I would be surprised if the Giants continue on with him next year, um, even with their record right now as it stands. Because Daniel Jones, you know, he's just not good. He's just not the guy. You're not going to win with him. You need to upgrade next year. Um, and, you know, as it stands right now, their, their, their record is a bit fake due to their uh, luck and coaching in close games. Sure. Uh, couldn't agree more. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Casey's Casino Corner. All right, all right, all right. Um, Keenan Allen's hamstring got worse yeah. over the bye week. Oh, did you? Are you just now saying this? Pardon? <laughs> How's that possible? He did say Motherfucker, he was working out. Too I right. really, I really yeah, need that boy back. Um, all right. For my fantasy team. So, I'll start off with the commanders, the commies. Sell the team, Snyder. Please. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they are underdogs by three and a half points over the Vikings. I like the commies. Plus three and a half at home against the Vikings. Commies have been showing some fight. Vikings are fake as fuck. Uh, Kirk Cousins Sorry, has Dad. been absolutely trash, uh, and you know the the advanced metrics of for Kirk Cousins are just astonishing how bad he's been um, when you when you dig into it. And uh, again, another thing was kind of just been hidden. 
Uh, and it's not like Hawk. I don't, I don't think Hawkinson's going to like super contribute this week. Um, it's the same type of thing where you're talking about receivers. And so it's pretty much the same old Vikings team. And, you know, I don't know what's going on. Justin Jefferson hasn't scored a touchdown in like weeks. I, I, I it, it's, it's a wild team. And the commies are just kind of playing out of their minds right now. Um, T-Mac, uh, at home, give me them three and a half points. Um, sure. I don't see why not. Um, it is a one o'clock like game, it. correct? It's not. A, it's not a prime time game, so there's always that opportunity that Who knows <laughs> that Kirk Cousins could just absolutely just boat race the team because he's playing at one o'clock instead of prime time. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. They definitely have been playing uh, defensively h- harder. Um, Taylor Heineke. Who knew? Better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, man. Why not? The next one is Jets plus 13 over Bills. Um, I know I just shit all over Zach Wilson. And, um, you know, it's not a good team, but Jets are at home. 13 is a lot of points. It's a lot. Uh, for a team that is, you know, they are five and three or whatever. So it's not like they, it's a divisional game. It's probably gonna be closer to 13 points. Yeah. I mean, winning by 10, winning by 12 is, is a lot in the NFL, especially now. Correct. No, correct. (laughs) I'm dying. (laughs) Literally dying. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of points. Okay. Uh, final one is a teaser. Uh, let's get me the Bengals. Tease them down. They're seven and a half favorites over the Panthers. Make them one and a half point favorites over the Panthers. Bengals, one and a half points over Panthers. The Jacksonville Jaguars are one and a half point underdogs against the Raiders. <laughs> Make them seven and a half point underdogs because you know this game's going to be close. And they're going to lose by one score. Yep. It is written in stone. <laughs> so, Jags definitely covering that seven and a half uh, spread at home. Bengals just pretty much needs to win against the Panthers. They need to win like blood. Uh, AFC substantially better than NFC. Don't read too much into that uh, game last week with the Panthers and Falcons. Bengals, Jags, six-point teaser. Love it. Love it so much. Um, <coughs> why am I dying? Um, Baxter's under special for the week. Do not bet this. Don't bet any game under 40 points. None of them. They're all terrible. Um, Panthers, Bengals, under 42 and a half points. Um, Panthers, just like you were saying, don't read too much into that Panthers-Falcons game. Uh, P.J. Walker, Obviously, the best quarterback for the Panthers. Don't see a repeat of that performance. Bengals, no chase. This is the best game, best opportunity for a game to be going under 40 points this week. Casey's nodding his head. Two thumbs up in agreement. Great for the audio medium. (laughs) Oh, yeah, your coughing is so much better for the audio medium. I'm literally I'd dying. rather have silence than the coughing. I'm literally dying. Um, got anything else you want to say this week? 
Uh, no, you know, I would love a, for once in my life, a relaxing Dolphins football game because I've yet to have one. They've all been stressful sure. and terrible. Um, not, I did enjoy the second half of the Dolphins game, don't get me wrong, but it still was stressful. Like, I would have enjoyed it much more if we had a 14-point lead instead of a we-have-to-come-back-now type of thing. Baxter, um, <laughs> hang in there, man. I uh, just want to blow out and no injuries against the Bears. Would love to pop some champagne with you guys next week. Uh, we will be back next week. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts for us. You'd be so kind. You can find and follow us at Surf and Artificial Turf, all one word on Twitter. Email us at the same thing, Surf and Artificial Turf at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all next week on the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast.